0: Hello there, darlings. Welcome to the Clockwork
1: Cabaret. It is not my intention to be complimentary, but I confess that I covet the old biddy skulls. And now, on with the show. <laughs>
0: the sound of the cuckoo you know that it is time for the clockwork cabaret (laughs)
1: hooray
0: i am emma davenport
1: and i am lady other
0: and And it's the spooky season it is the spooky season (gasps) and we're so excited about it i mean we can't go anywhere i mean we live in a modern horror story right now but still and we can't do anything we can't trick or treat it's very depressing but we can read spooky
1: books. We can read all the spooky things and watch all the spooky shows shows. and just just bury ourselves in a pile of leaves.
0: Also, I am counting the days for Halloween tastic shopping at target. Oh
1: my God.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Not not to play in response listeners. Yeah. Also, this is not
1: about the things at target.
0: Can we? Because I'm very excited. I don't, I don't know, but that the John Darien by the thre- for for threshold whole old timey styled Halloween explosion extravaganza that that is going on right now that that
1: releases on the tenth. I am, am going to so put myself about. in bankruptcy buying fucking pillows from Target.
0: Oh my God, the eye, the beaded eye pillow
1: the the, the, the cat what skeleton friend no. yes.
0: there there's also a bunch of plates that I want to get for the cafe. No, I was one of our Twitter friends posted a link to it, and i went I made the mistake of looking.
1: I know what like, you're talking about, verite.
0: Yes, and then I was like, oh, I would like this, and I would like that, and I would, <laughs> and I have an excuse because I-, I need serving plates for the cafe. So I need that, and I need that. That's where oh. I get all and of my – And I need
1: new pillows. Obviously, I have to buy the cat-shaped gerblin yeah. pillow, and yeah. I have to buy the-, buy the six-foot skeleton friend pillow, and I've got to get that eye. It matches a painting in yes. my living room as we speak.
0: Oh, yeah. No, I was looking at all of it going – I would, I want, I need all of it.
1: Oh. I felt uh, very. October, also known as the year where everyone checks their bank account <laughs> sporadically, going, Can I buy the giant skeleton pillow?
0: Halloween is the only time I ever shop at Target. <laughs> Halloween is my Target? Yeah, no. Yes, no. It's... Accurate. Halloween is my Target time. That is the only time I ever go to that big box store, ever
1: i will all right as long as we're on the subject of spooky spooky yes uh, uh which witchy yeah items yeah um for our listeners out there who are in the uh, si- uh u.s size 10 to 20 range and would like some spooky black dresses i just bought like five off a of torrid oh Dust, like, And they're all on sale because they're all technically summer dresses. But what that means for me personally is long, uh, witchy, black. Yeah, I just bought like five. Oh, I, and... bought, I bought one and it came and it was so good that I just immediately went to the sales section and, and bought like four others. Oh, nice. And Ducky bought himself a dress and we're just like going to be all up in like weird crepe.
0: Oh, nice.
1: Long, flowy dresses for the... <laughs> for yeah.
0: the foreseeable future.
1: So we're we're basically turning into the aunties from Sabrina also from Practical Magic. We're now that couple.
0: That's fine. Instead of so sisters if they were were married, that's us. I just I've fully embraced that. I fully embrace that look. That's fine. That's what yeah, I do. Be,
1: be the weird aunties you want to see in the yes.
0: world. Yes. I feel like that should be our our unofficial uh tag.
1: That's our new, logo. that's our new, uh, that's our new, I
0: don't know, logo. Yeah, no, it's the, it's the spooky Halloween times, and, and, uh, I hate, I, I generally hate horror, uh, because, well, it depends. I don't like, I don't like the torture porn nightmare, nightmare on Elm Street, Eli Roth, you know torture porn i don't like that stuff i don't like the go i don't like it being gratuitously gory and just visceral nastiness mm-hmm. unless there's a purpose
1: to which yeah, well, and, and, and here we we deviate a bit because i i do appreciate a good slasher flick i do appreciate yeah, I, don't I don't like torture it. porn i once again i'm with you there um but yeah no but i i, I enjoy a good gory yeah i don't like it horror movie. yeah i
0: don't like it i don't like it Unless it's Lovecraft Country.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I haven't seen this.
0: And then I'm right there. I am right there. I mean, because really... Is it gory? I thought it was more like atmospheric. Oh, no, there's some gore. There's a lot of blood. There's a lot of blood and gore in it. There's a lot of blood and gore in it, But it's but it serves its purpose. And the worst horror in it is racism. So... <laughs>
1: Just like the real world. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah, no, it's very, it's, it's been very enjoyable. There is definitely some scenes where I have gone. Oh, oh God. <laughs> that was. Nope. Mm. Gross. Like my imagination is very vivid and, and there's often I'll, one of the reasons why I don't like that stuff is because it, uh, it stays with me Right. and into the night times. And then I have a bad, and then I have bad dreams. <laughs> All right. fair enough. So that's Um, one of the reasons why. Also, it just generally tends to. It doesn't make. I just don't like gore for the sake of it. Okay. Yeah. So that's also part of it.
1: I'm probably approaching it from a different perspective because I'm all like, look at the artistry. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, I do love. I do love some good monsters. Don't get me wrong. I love the special effects.
1: Dripping tendrils.
0: Like I. I will say that I watched uh, Nightbreed. I love Nightmare. Um, it's a t- it's not a great movie. No. It's not a great no. movie. The book isn't even the book is okay, but it
1: the short I would story argue we feel that it is a great movie. Well, I love the special
0: effects. Because yeah. of the special effects, it is a great movie. I like all the <laughs> monsters in it. I also
1: mm-hmm.
0: really rooted for all the monsters and I hated I I hated all so the humans. For
1: the folks that don't know a Night Breed is a movie from the eighties. Yes, um, it is a Clive Barker movie with
0: David Cronenberg as the villain. As
1: yes, yeah, so good. And it is not. And if you know Clive Barker, you know Clive Barker. It yeah. is not shy for being an allegory about being gay in yeah. the eighties. Uh, so it is very queer coded. Not yeah. shy about it. It's wonderful. It it is. It did not have the largest budget
0: no so it's
1: right it's a little cheesy it's one of those movies where you can see the seams yeah as far as like earnestness and creativity and interesting monster concepts and designs it's really good
0: yeah no for the for the artistry i am right Mm -hmm. there um yeah but i am just i'm not big on as i've said not big on gore for the sake of gore i have read Clive Barker. Don't get me wrong. I have read a lot of Clive Barker, and those are some of the books where I had to like set it, set them down, and then walk away for a couple weeks, and before I then picked it back up to finish it.
1: I, I will but, say I am a bigger fan of Clive Barker's movies than of his books. Yeah, that's yeah, that's fair. I, I, his books
0: for his... me, I can. Well, for me, I can just, I can just I can separate. Yeah, I can separate the written word from from than the visual. Yeah, the visuals I have pro like I have a problem separating that 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 gets into my cortex and and then I have bad dreams. Whereas a book, I feel because that is okay. my I can control the my imagination a little bit better. Okay,
1: that makes. I so. mean that makes sense. Like and I I do generally I I enjoy both movies and books. Uh, but I, I, I kind of think I like books a little bit better. But like you said, you're a little bit more in control of uh, how you experience the narrative. Maybe. Yeah. Speaking of books, yeah. Big way. Anyway,
0: yeah.
1: Professional. Uh, <laughs> Until the right then. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me. I have read two, not one, but two. And all right, so full disclosure time, listeners. The the. Uh, the swear ban is off, also the real life ban is off. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as Emmett and I were discussing in length before we started recording, I am I have ADD <laughs> in, in just a real classic sense. It makes me challenging to deal with. <laughs>
0: that's a nice
1: way of putting it. i will say well you know i know i'm just teasing no 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 i have to live with myself like you only have to deal with me on the periphery you don't have to live in this reality all right like it's True. not fun up in here like where the hell are my goddamn keys yeah. that's the subtitle to my every autobiography about me
0: yes um, the Nicole Adderkop story. Where the, the hell Nicole are my Adderkop keys?
1: Story? Where the fuck are my keys?
0: <laughs> Which I have actually heard you say what the multiple fuck? times, you would
1: have seen me standing outside of our studio,
0: panicking
1: through a bag, trying desperately to locate keys. I'm eighty five percent sure yes. there. Yes. Uh, but some so sometimes when um stress levels are high, and the brain is not braining so good reading can be hard because mm-hmm. uh, it reco- and so there are just like two speeds for me personally which is either hyper focus or no focus uh, so reading can be a challenge but I have actually read uh, two and a half I'm I'm still halfway through the second book two and a half horror novels in the past few months it is more books than I have read <laughs> in the entirety of 2020 yeah (laughs) because the world caught on fire and then burned um and they are both by a friend of the cafe of your cafe t kingfisher
0: yeah she's been on the show before uh
1: the twisted ones yeah was the first one and then i'm now i am reading through the hollow places which I will mention, because Emmett will not, because she feels it's gauche, but I am a whore with no sense of propriety. It is dedicated to the staff at Café Diem. Oh. which I is- know, the hell, she didn't know that I told her that, no. actually, before we started recording, until I'm like, did you read the intro? And she's like, no, I haven't actually got a copy of it yet, and I'm like... <gasps>
0: Yes. Yeah, I have an e ebook copy and I have a, it just downloaded yesterday, so yes. I haven't read uh, it the yet. The
1: dedication is for the staff of Café <gasps> Diem, without whom I would write many fewer books.
0: Aww.
1: I know, it's exciting, and there's a character based on my husband in there. Yeah, Mr. Ducky has a With character. Mr. Ducky's in that book, and it's amazing. And it keeps me laughing. Because <laughs> I keep recognizing actual, honest-to-God, IRL things. <laughs> I just... And he's a peacock, so yes. he loves it.
0: Of course he does. <clears throat> of course.
1: Yeah, that well... religious party clown background made it in there.
0: Oh, excellent.
1: Yeah, there's, so there's a character in there named Simon, based loosely, loosely, on my husband, and it has been kind of <laughs> hilarious to read. I keep reading passages to him out loud. <laughs> like, this is about you! Well, probably because
0: he also... Like we he and I used to play a game when uh Ursula was in there writing various books, uh, where we like Ursula to, Vernon is her other yes, her, is her real T. Kingfisher name is her, her adult writing name, yeah, uh, she writes name. she yeah, she writes as Ursula Vernon, mostly children's books, um so the T. Kingfisher is her adult book author name, and when she is in there in the cafe writing. Uh, Ducky and I like to play the game of what can we say that will get her to pay attention to us, and so, so we will, you know, he and I will discuss our strange background, child childhood backgrounds, (laughs) because both of us have weird homeschooled, weirdo Mm -hmm. experiences, and and you know, and we and we and then we say these things to each other loudly enough that that. We're hoping she can hear us because if we say the right combination of words together, she will stop typing and looks up and goes, wait, back up. What did you just say? Wait, what? And, and that...
1: an actual wait, what in the book and yes. I started cracking up because I'm like, oh, I know exactly what and, happened. And that's... I've seen you two do this. Yes.
0: Yeah. And, and we love it. It's it's the game that we play. And... and uh There's... Uh, and it cracks me up so much, and and it I know it cracks Ducky up because we we both kind of mentally high five each other whenever it happens.
1: Yeah, We're I not keeping
0: score. I don't know who wins. Probably him because he's he's there more than I am. But, <laughs> but well, it's... in this
1: instance, I well depending on how well the book does, maybe Ursula wins. Because... Yes, <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's true. So yeah. yeah, so if you like horror. If you like, uh, if you like horror sc- or creepy, if you like creepy, scary creepy. books, because it, because I feel like her books are more creepy. Yes, they
1: I, I, well, I finished the twisted ones, and I'm only about uh, two hundred pages yeah. into the Hollow Places, which is the novel, yeah, of the novel with Ducky in it. Well, or yeah, the character based on Ducky. Yeah, well,
0: rich. and the twisted ones, what had was creepy, and it, to me, it had a it was a lingering creep creepy factor to it. Yes. It wasn't like, it wasn't gory horror.
1: It's, it's but not It is or serial killer. No. Like a no, murdering woman horror. Yeah. But it was it, definitely it folk horror. Yeah. Like the familiar bent in an uncomfortable way. Yeah.
0: And, and and so uh, I, I liked that. I liked it because it was the, it was the kind of book that you 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 put down you finish it and you're like oh that was i mean it was a little intense in places but other than that it wasn't too bad and then you start thinking about it long like it just creeps into your head after you have finished it and you're like oh no this that was way more terrifying than i thought it was now that i'm looking back onto it
1: (laughs) it, it's kind of a building horror it's things that are kind of creepy at first Come back to be more creepy. Come back to be more creepy. Come yeah. back to be oh god, why yeah. creepy? And I, I appreciate that. Yeah. And I also appreciate the folk horror aspect of things. Yeah. I, I like, I like that. That's what I like. I like a, a creeping dread. Yeah, I like a, a shape in the distance. Yeah. I like you know. I like good
0: supernatural creepy. With uh, yeah, a little like with it, a, with I like with, I like with I like some folklore hysteric,
1: creepy. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, so I know I and and yeah, my jam is the hidden worlds, things just a little bit left of our reality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I'm I'm into that. That's one of the reasons I like urban fantasy so much. That idea of if you just find the right place. You just look in the right direction. There's a whole other reality yeah. waiting for
0: you. Yeah, and this is definitely they those books. I think fit in that yeah that genre, and so yeah. So if you like that kind of stuff, it's definitely worth checking out. Uh,
1: and and uh, yeah, if you want to hear about Mister Ducky's weird ass childhood. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah. Well, and not to toot my own horn, but I'm in the first
1: one. You are in the first one. You are. (laughs) Like, I mean, so if if you want your if you want your dose of Cafe Diem characters, uh, Emmett is in the first book, the Twisted Ones, Twisted Ones, which has a horrifying thing monster that everyone is scared of except me because I thought it sounded kind of cute, (laughs) and I actually even because Emmett had read it before I did and even texted her and is like, is the effigy does the effigy sound cute to you and she was like no and i was like okay
0: i mean don't get me wrong i did want to make some twisted one sculptures for my yard because yeah but
1: you just do that because you want to horrify the local children
0: yes and the neighbors
1: uh i i thought he sounded or it sounded slightly adorable so your mother should be very. it is <laughs> terrifying it's creepy it's not a good thing but I'm the person that decorates with skulls that stop the home invasion with the power of my creepy decor. So, yeah. Apparently, if you want people to stop rooting through your shit, put bones, cheap skulls under your bed. It will stop them and make them leave your house
0: because yeah. hey. they don't
1: know what they've found.
0: Anything will work.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you, gotta,
0: you gotta go with what you know.
1: I, I did get to horrify my whole entire cosmetology class because we were discussing lighteners and the question came up is the not to note out about cosmetology. Oh no, I think we've, I, like, think we've I, I think we've done that on the I think we've talked
0: about this before.
1: You're right, yeah, but yeah. when you're lightening the power is in the powder, so meaning that the lightning powder is what gives you the most lift when you're trying to get your hair light. Yada 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 but there are different developers and the different developers have different strengths based on the amount of hydrogen peroxide. And our teacher posed to us the question, could developer on its own without the lightning powder actually cause lift? To which meaning could it make your hair lighter? Mm -hmm. And I answered with, well, yeah, because I use uh, developer just straight up like 10 volume developer to bleach out bones. So definitely it could bleach out hair. (laughs) And everyone had to stop and turn and stare at me. And I was like, you know, because it's hydrogen peroxide and you can use that to bleach out bones. That was not enough explanation. And I had to be like, it was an art project. They were sheep skulls. They were a little dingy because they'd been out in a field because that's where the sheep had died and I needed to bleach them so that I could sand them and paint them and put glitter on them. And yeah, I and used the... developer because it's creamy and thick and it'll sit
0: on the bones. Was that, <laughs> a, was that enough of an answer for your
1: Yeah, process? no, but at this point they've known me so they said, oh. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes and sense. And then just moved on. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> and where is went, sort of like, Remind me, and then and then we got the subject of Do you have a murder plan? Uh, and I revealed my murder plan, which I've told people on this podcast before. And everyone remind me never to make you mad. Oh, it's not when you know means. how to bleach out bones. You have a very it's a, <laughs> a very well thought out murder plan. <laughs> like you know.
0: It's not the murder plan you have to worry about. It's the after the murder plan.
1: Well, no, my my murder plan is is the I after know, the murder plan. I know,
0: I know. How how does we have how the step speak. by step? Oh. We have you know, we have it on the wall. I have the chart it's on the wall.
1: No. There's a no string around it.
0: Don't worry about it. <laughs> don't don't look at it. It's not for you. Yeah. Don't
1: look directly at it. If you don't conceive of the runes built into the string. (laughs) They can't hurt you.
0: That's right. And with that... I'm going to press a button.
1: Attention, Sky Captains. Are you suffering from a particularly bad case of
0: coronaphobia? He means a fear of lightning.
1: Have you been the unfortunate victim of multiple lightning strikes? Tired of buying new suits as the old reek of carbon and are singed beyond repair? Suffer and worry no longer, my dear sirs. With the recent invention of Dr. Luminasovich's patented eucomian suits, you'll never again have to worry about being struck down by lightning. Light and comfortable and terribly easy to wear, Dr. Luminasevich's patented Eucomian suits are perfectly suited, if you'll pardon my pun, to a life in the skies. 110% guaranteed to prevent any and all human landfall of that most horrifying atmospheric discharge. And coming soon, top hat-mounted lightning rods. Patent pending.
0: And so uh, I was just regaling Lady Attercop with a tormenting childhood trauma of my mother's. That I will now share with all of you. Because I <laughs> still find it hilarious. Mm-hmm. So when my mom was a wee child. And, and my mother is no longer with us. She passed away so several years ago. So she cannot come back and uh, get me about this. So uh, That's right, you're free. It's I'm free and clear, man. So when she was a wee child, she had a reoccurring nightmare about Mr. Potato Head. Now, I'm not talking about the congenial plastic Mr. Potato Head, not the one that, you know, is in Toy Stories. I'm talking about the original Mr. Potato Head, where you took a potato and you shoved spikes into its into its potatoy flesh to make a face because that was potato, how
1: potato not included.
0: Yes, you had to get your own potato and then use these horrible torture devices to 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 make a face on on Mr. Potato Head. And in the dream, there would always she would always be in some strange fantastical venue. Mm. Of some or that's slightly normal, but but strange circumstances. So, like in one of the dreams, she was in this fancy ball roller rink (laughs) where like everyone was dressed in like big hoop skirts and hoop dresses, but they were on roller skates. And
1: (laughs) and then Mr. Potato Head. Yes, and
0: then there would be a a man. Bent over his roller skates, tying his roller skates on, and so she, you only saw him from the back, and he would oh. turn around, and go, Mister Potato Head here, glad to meet you, and take her hand and shake it vigorously, and she would wake up, <laughs> hey. and and. That she had a recurring nightmare about this Mr. Potato Head where he would appear in other dream like in different situations and he would say the same phrase. Hi there, Mr. Potato Head here. <laughs> ballroom
1: Glad- scene from the lab. Yes. She's dancing with David Bowie. But, yes. Suddenly David Bowie looks away and turns back around and says,
0: Mr. Potato Head here! Glad to meet you and shake your hand vigorously. And then she would wake up. <laughs> and as a you know as a homeschooled as a homeschooled child that was told this story and had a lot of had a lot of time on her, on their hands i uh you know i um i
1: didn't like to let her live it down <laughs> also i'm sorry that is the most to be that is the most hilarious like deep seated trauma that i have ever heard yeah yeah i don't like, I
0: don't even, I don't know what happened in her childhood that made that, like, those, that Mr. Potato Head so horrific, but, but it cracks me up. And so as a, because my family are a bunch of sarcastic assholes, um, you know, they, they would, we pick on each other about our, our ridiculous, irrational fears or our weird mistakes, like my tiny meatloaf. Like the tiny meatloaf. Like the tiny and you know, how I would I still I would hear about it for decades after about, ooh, can I have a little more meatloaf? kind of things. Um and so uh, on on a normal, regular occasion I liked to uh, do things like send her Mr. Potato Head keychains or send her links to steampunk Mr. Potato Heads or but as a obnoxious homeschooled child I once made a very elaborate practical joke that I thought was very funny where I took a potato and put it on her dress dummy and made a recording and set it all up so that when the she opened the door to her sewing room the tape deck would Go off, and it would say, Mr. Potato Head here, glad to meet you. And, <laughs> uh,
1: Ferris Bueller style.
0: yeah, and when it happened, she, uh, fell on her butt <laughs> so hard <laughs> that it shook the house. <laughs> oh, no. And yes, I mean, she, she wasn't a big woman, <laughs> it was just she fell because she no, wasn't. No, ex- it was, it was,
1: it was a primal fear. <laughs> yes, she, Wong, so yeah.
0: and, uh, yeah. I mean, to be fair, my sister helped me. So, at no point hard. in time did she stop me and say, "Emmet, I don't think this is a good idea."
1: <laughs> well, of course she didn't. She was a younger sister. And she you went along
0: home, with it. So alone. Yes. Uh, yeah. So aren't
1: the knowledge your mother's greatest fear? Yes. So. And there is no more powerful aphrodisiac <laughs> than Mr. Uh, Potato Head. <laughs> yeah oh it still makes me laugh it still makes me laugh it was
0: 30 over 30 years ago and it still cracks me up
1: no okay oh i have i have it's not it's not my story to share but it is mr Dougie's story and i'm married to him so uh but i think like by marriage though, i think
0: you yeah yeah it's it,
1: not mine yes. so i can share it as i see fit Yeah, okay, um, go for it i will share a similar story so you don't like you're not alone here in your torture uh,
0: And that I'm a horrible human being. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, So, Mr. Ducky, hey, if you read The Hollow Places, uh, they mention uh, the the character that is based on Mr. Ducky Simon mentions his parents were religious party clowns, like Christian cultist party clowns. That is based on a real Mr. Ducky fact. His parents were Mormon party clowns. Uh, They were Mormon and party clowns separately to their credit they weren't like showing up to parties and being like let's talk about the walnut boat that the jesuits came to america in apologies to any mormon listeners we may have but you know that that shit sounds pretty silly uh <clears throat> and so but buck as they were party clowns in the party clown scene circuit what would you circuit i, I think it's a circuit circuit um they had a lot of also south florida party clown friends and because you know this, this, these are your peers and there was a clown that combined born-again christianity with party clownism wow. into a non <laughs> amalgamation that just sounds terrifying thank thank you for the uh sound, sound effect. effect there cat uh <laughs> yeah no her name was and I'm I'm always saying her real party con name because she does not appear to be on the internet every, anywhere. Uh, Christy Rainbow, <sniffs> Christy because it's Christ and I in a oh name, my... and That's... Rainbow because like rainbows. after the flood, you know oh. the event described in the Bible that wiped out all of humanity and all the animals. Wow! And there was a rainbow.
0: It wasn't because she was a clown,
1: but no. But let's let's um setting the stage (laughs) for maybe her mental state. Oh
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: So Christy Rainbow was a a party clown, Christian themed party clown who also was a rainbow themed party clown, and uh, Mister Ducky was in this story probably around eleven ish, maybe a little older, maybe a little younger. I'm not I'm not quite sure. Uh, His dad used to work as a graphic designer before he was uh, his hands got crippled and, you know, he had bad arthritis and couldn't like uh, draw to, to right. the extent he used to, but he would offer his services to his fellow party clowns for like flyers and coloring books and, you know, mm-hmm. gigas. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah you know. Uh, swag. Yeah. That's what we're for, for swag. And he, I guess, had agreed to do something for Miss Christy Rainbow. And uh, she showed up to Mr. Ducky's house looking for the aforementioned swag, but his parents were out because it was a weekend. And that's when party clowns do their partying. Yes. So it's just the kids home alone. Christy Rainbow shows up in, I should mention, full clown regalia, which involved a rainbow wig, face makeup, a no a, a clown nose and a, a tutu uh asking oh hey has your dad done xyz for me i i need i need my i need my swag for my next gig and they're like oh no we don't know he's not here so you'll have to come back later and she said okay and she left and then about 20 minutes later she came back oh came back up hey is your dad home i really knew that stuff Got to do some think. Got to do some major clowning this weekend. Where is my swag? And they're like, we still don't know. Parents still aren't home. It's Can't been only 20 minutes.
0: minutes it's been What's 20 minutes. It's been only 20 minutes.
1: Yeah, it's been 20 minutes, lady. She's they're still on here. Sorry. And this is before the age of cell phones for our younger listeners. Right. And so the afternoon progresses with Candy Rainbow showing up About every 20 minutes, asking for the swag and getting increasingly upset and increasingly unhinged every time the small children left home alone. Tell her that it is not, they do not know of this swag and it is not here as far as they are concerned. It escalates to the point where she is screaming at them through the door because they have now refused to open the door. Oh no. I'm back so many times and the situation has escalated each time and then when they refuse to open the door she just starts walking around the house and banging on every window and door that she sees oh this is, the, is terrifying this to this a is, younger person this is how you get clown phobias unhinged angry individual walking the perimeter of the house banging on all of the entrances and screaming at you and refusing to leave This is how you get a... uh... The part of the story that's hilarious. (laughs) Oh,
0: okay. I was going to get... I was going to hope there was a hilarious part.
1: (laughs) Is that you realize she is doing this the entire time in full clown makeup.
0: And this is how Mr. Ducky ended up with his clown phobia.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This is to this day why Mr. Ducky does not like clowns. Um, When he first told me this story, it was at an intimate moment. We were sharing traumas and i laughed because he mentioned (laughs) she was rainbow themed and i immediately had that image of my house and of a and she was apparently not a small like a she was a small woman she's not an imposing figure of just a tiny rainbow-hued clown banging on all the windows (laughs) (laughs) and i'm sorry to this day it's been 21 years we've been together it still makes me laugh.
0: See, so some people's horror is another person's comedy.
1: Um, Ursula, feel free to use that for the next book. The, instead of the hollow places, it's the rainbow places. <laughs> oh, and the big yes. bad is this clown. Oh, no,
0: people will think that she stole the idea from it.
1: Yeah, because I, I asked that because growing, like, Emmett and I were well, Emmett, you didn't experience this, but when I was in middle school the uh mini series came out so oh, all of my classmates I read watched it all. Oh no, my mom my mom
0: uh read the book to myself to me and my sister. Hey. When my sister was a wee child, uh she would <laughs> read she read this book to me and then we saw the Tim Curry uh like like, they watched the Tim Curry movie, TV series on television. I did not, because I do not like horror. The book is... There are some things
1: in the book oh, she, that are inappropriate
0: yes. for children. She she skipped some stuff.
1: Like, no, I understand that my classmates read it independently, so they got to experience so, that for themselves, but there wasn't so, their parents going, and then there was a gangbang.
0: Right, well, so the real... So, since the real world... Filter is off of our show while we are in pandemic time. Um, yeah, my mom wasn't always the most appropriate adult figure uh, mm. in in adultness uh, in any way, shape, or form. Uh, she she was a narcissist and she was stunted at the age of seventeen. So a lot of the stuff that she did. As, a, like, if you look at it from the point of, oh, you're, you, you are essentially a 17 year old. Okay, this all makes sense now.
1: Right. Like, if you look at it through the babysitter, <sighs> lens. right.
0: If you look at it through this is my babysitter, my 17 year old babysitter filter, it all suddenly is like, oh, yeah, no, because that's totally what a 17 year old babysitter would do, would totally right, be it. Right.
1: And then you Dude. would get to the gangbang scene and be like, oh, um, let's and skip this. Then they went out forever. Ice cream. Ice cream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, Stephen King. Stop. No.
0: <laughs> yeah. Also, this. To be fair, this is the woman who did take my sister and I to see *Purple Rain* in the That's theater.
1: Right. That because your first rated R yes. movie was
0: *Purple Rain* yes. <laughs> as a small child. Yes. Yes. Uh, oh, and man. and I believe my eyes were covered for one scene. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would hope for more than one. Nope. Because I remember, because I remember thinking, this is inappropriate for a child my age and for my younger sister. And then I'd cover her eyes up.
1: Is not Purple Rain Rated PG-13, though? I don't think it has a hard R. I,
0: I, it, I'm shocked if it didn't.
1: I mean, there's no
0: s- actual nudity in it. No, but there is them. nudity. Apollonia is naked when she goes into the into the. Yeah, lake. but I don't think you see any boobs. Yes, though. you do. You see oh, boobs. I don't remember. It's been Her, a nipple, while. Have her, purple her red nipples red. have been uh, burned into my retinas. I, <laughs>
1: well, <laughs> I mean... Literally, uh, the, I remember the scene from Purple Rain being the most shocking to me is the scene where Prince just gets slapped across the room. Yes, yeah.
0: Well, the domestic that abuse, was the very dom-
1: traumatic.
0: The domestic abuse was pretty awful. The there is some very
1: inappropriate Deppo sex scenes. Yeah, like some people learn some shit from Purple yeah, Rain. Yeah,
0: no, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of if it's not a if it's not R, I'm
1: surprised. I will, again, my first rated R movie was Dracula. Francis Francis Ford Coppola's Dracula. (laughs) I remember that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I saw it in the theater. What's up? Uh, (laughs) We were the only ones there. Uh, Good times.
0: Oh, the 80s and
1: 90s. Okay, so comparing the two films. Yes. I will say this. All of the sex scenes in Purple Rain, very consensual. People might have learned some stuff yeah Dracula eh, it was problematic. Much. There was a werewolf involved. That's all I remember. oh yeah, that scene. yeah, Dracula. there was a whole werewolf sex scene, oh FYI, yeah, if you haven't watched with Lucy one, Dracula.
0: yeah, it's inappropriate. it's it's not good. I mean, it's very pretty. I like it's very atmospheric. <laughs> it's very pretty. um, the, the acting um, the Kiara acting is just it.
1: trying his hardest. God bless him.
0: Yeah, He and Winona Ryder and they're are, are, should and not very be very pretty. They should not be in, in movies where they're supposed to be British.
1: No, they they are not um they are they're very, are not good at the period acting. They're
0: very California. Um, <laughs> they're very mm-hmm. California. They're
1: not good at the period, but they are very pretty. Yes, they are very They're pretty. Very
0: pretty, and their costumes are very nice. Yes, I liked all the. I had the soundtrack. Everything, the
1: atmosphere, everything was great. Oh, beautiful! Yes. the the transitions were a little weird. Yes, yeah. But I did appreciate it. It was that it was a a a Dracula movie because I was a big fan of the book. Because, yeah. you know, nerd. Uh, I did appreciate it that it was a Dracula movie that gave us the full found family full of gay himbos that yeah. didn't realize that they were gay. Yeah. Um, the stable of himbos trying to save Lucy. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> had a doctor. Oh, had yeah, Quincy Mina. the cowboy. Yeah. The doctor was clearly in love with Quincy. You <laughs> like, Yeah, had Jonathan who had some conflicted feelings about that whole Dracula thing he experienced in the castle. Yeah. You know he just had another man to shave him erotically he doesn't know what that means for his sexuality
0: that's why he (laughs) rushes off to get married to his (laughs) his
1: high school sweetheart she ends up fucking the same guy he did it's a whole thing if you look at Dracula through that lens it's a lot of fun it's like oh you're all so confused (laughs) And broken. <laughs> oh, the eighteen hundreds. fewer
0: also oh, the nineties
1: when they were trying yeah. to make and and
0: movies. To
1: be fair to Dracula the original. Uh, keep in mind Bram Stoker was friends with uh Oscar uh, Wilde. Oscar Wilde. Yeah, he was like. The queer subtext you think you're picking up, up in like, yeah, it? its there. Yeah, it's a horror genre. Everyone was very innocent. That's on purpose. Yeah, no,
0: he did. That's he did very it very much on purpose. I believe he
1: Dracula... didn't. He write it when after Oscar yeah, went after to his jail? friend got jailed, and yeah. that was it. Was kind of like a little fuck you, yeah, to the man the man yeah the 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 er, the queer erotic subtext of dracula would yeah. have been very obvious to the victorians reading the novel yeah and uh was intentional yeah yeah, like yeah the, the doctor is in, you are not wrong the doctor is in love with quincy it's yes. not like and it would have been blatantly obvious it's always seemed subtle to us by our current standards yeah
0: yeah no that's true
1: and with and that would, think about standing behind a man and shaving him yes well, that's, with a
0: with a straight yeah. razor. You have to be very trusting.
1: Straight ra- and like behind him? Yes. Like not that's, in front of him? Yeah. Like yeah, that's a, he knew what he was
0: doing. It's not yeah. a mistake. Yeah. That's why it's always funny when, in other movies, when they do that to try and make it scary. <laughs>
1: like Rush up the tension and you're like, this is real gay, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> I just watched that happened. It starred uh, Sam Ellison's uh, mustache. Oh, Sam Elliott. His mustache. It was the, the man who killed Hitler and also Bigfoot or something dumb like that. But there was a whole shaving sequence where the guy is shaving off his beard and it's supposed to be tense because he's got the razor and he could kill him at any moment. But it just comes off very like you would look better clean shaven and like it came <laughs> off very like that cup that cover from when uh Katie Lang came out and yeah. uh and what's her face is shaving her. Yeah. Um <laughs> uh, the model
0: oh i don't i know who i know i remember the picture i can't think yeah. of so who the model is
1: back in the day when it was a big thing when people came out katie lane came out as a no was one it knew. Cindy Crawford and she had the top model of the time like on a cover of GQ uh she's sitting in a barber's chair and this model's in like lingerie shaving her and it's you know yeah it's always been a thing y'all
0: i'm just saying yeah was it was it the mole lady was it was it Cindy Crawford or was it was it... Cindy Crawford. Okay.
1: Yeah, so Cindy to... Crawford is shaving her yes. with a straight razor. Yeah. It's totally. Because humans have never been subtle.
0: No, we're terrible at that. And <laughs> with that, I think it's time to
1: uh to call well, it a day. Being of being subtle. And if you like subtle. this thing we do, this clockwork of cabarets, there are a multitude of ways in which you can support it.
0: We don't know any of them.
1: No. We <laughs> actually do know all of them. and I Don't let these <laughs> fine people. Uh, you can help. If you like the show, please give us a, a five-star review, either on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or wherever you can review podcasts. Recommend us to a friend if you think they would enjoy our shenanigans. Um, you can help support us on Patreon. You can help support us on Co- coffee, Coffee, however it's pronounced. I don't know. The world is a mess and language is irrelevant uh you can also just directly donate to us via paypal and you can find all of that information on agony aunt studios because we want to be the weird aunties we want in the universe yes and if- be the weird aunties you needed when you
0: were young and if you and if you miss our music and you haven't realized where to go yet, um, if you want to listen to the music playlists that we've, we're still making them, we just can't include them on the episodes here, um, you can go to mixcloud.com backslash that darling DJ duo, and you will have the options of having listening to just pure music or our babbly nonsense. There, There's basically... Two podcasts for the price of one.
1: And the podcasts are still good. And the music section is still so good. Yeah. I
0: Thank pick you, weird. Emmett. Yeah. She I' they banging
1: playlists. And they're still awesome. And there's still new music. We're still yes. finding new music and putting it up there. So if you're like, we're all staying at home now, we have to find our, our entertainment where we can.
0: Yes. And remember, this has been the Clockwork Cabaret. She is Lady Addercup.
1: And she is Emmett Davenport. And it's not work we do. It's love. Gentlemen adventurers and sky captains, surely you've noticed the vast difficulties in steering one's airship, especially whilst attempting to check one's pocket watch. How fine and leisurely life would be if you could only find a way to check the time while continuing to steer your vessel. Perhaps you've considered hiring a young immigrant child to retrieve your pocket watch when you must check the hour. Or perhaps you've made the grave mistake of allowing your dull-witted first mate to steer while you're occupied with your watch. Hmm. I say no longer. Hi, General Porter P. Longblatt, I'm proud to announce the invention of the world's first wrist-mounted pocket watch. Through clever combination of leather pockets, buckles, and straps, one is able to carry one's pocket watch within the easy reading reach at all times. Fits all standard-sized pocket watches. Order today before it's too late.